0: Harrison, you can Manscaped anytime you want. Well, I love Manscaped so much, I made my first ever TikTok about Manscaped. Like, wait, what?
1: Hang on. Are you going to have to, like, call the authorities? It wasn't like a a self-use video. It wasn't reviewing (laughs) the product, right? (laughs) No, did you guys
0: not see my Manscaped TikTok that I put in the Slack?
1: Oh yeah, I did, oh yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, I did,
0: yeah. My first ever TikTok, I, I was pretty happy with it. It took me like 15 minutes, but um, just was advertising- Was it really 15 minutes? Yeah, it was super easy. Oh. Super easy. But I was just advertising the uh, beautiful products that Manscaped has, that we
1: were so fortunate to get. Honestly though, that's such a clutch free gift it's the thing that if i hadn't been given it i wouldn't have ever thought to go out and spend money on but once you have it it's like dude you do not want to macgyver your way through a landscaping situation you want the right tools for the job
0: we'd still be in the stone
1: age of manscaping if we didn't have it borrowing my roommate's clippers not telling them you know (laughs) the stone age of man of manscaping what do you think
2: was, was it the Stone Age that manscaping was invented? Like the the active manscaping? <laughs> yeah.
0: The first manscaper? Yeah. We we just immediately went like 2,000 years forward though when we got the new manscaping package. <laughs> uh, you uh, guys well, can get your own manscaped package. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit. comes with a crop preserver, the uh, anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, the crop reviver, spray-on ball toner. And you can get okay. it all for twenty percent off with free shipping when you use the code DNBR20 at Manscaped.com.
2: Well done, Harrison. Well done. I give that a B minus. Four to five. Oh. Yeah. Oh, four out of five. I was gonna get yeah, B minus. I think. Actually, that's about right. It's eighty percent. Yeah. Um. So we did the same math. I uh. I don't know if you guys can see, but I have a goatee going. Do you see this? Yeah, yeah it's really, really strong see. goatee. Yep. we all coming see. in real <laughs> you
3: look really close. Well the
2: lighting's <laughs> not great in here. It's not a great room for lighting.
3: When do you think <laughs> that the uh, tragedies of this quarantine will end? It's like this is the worst. <laughs> this might be the worst part, the worst development of the quarantine. <laughs> the goatee? Yeah, your goatee might be the worst thing that's happened. And that includes the economy shutting down.
2: Yeah, it's slightly worse than that. And all of the <laughs> death. thank you, Eric, for really bringing this down. Well, welcome in everybody to a live edition of the DNVR Nuggets Podcast. At least we think it's live. We're trying new technologies. This is an experimentation. Where are we, Adam? We are in the winners' lounge. Hey. <laughs> we are in the D- the Western Conference Finals lounge. Is where we are. Oh baby! Um, oh baby! Um, and of course, today's episode presented by Legal Pete's. Another air horn. Go ho- go for it. So, uh, we just wrapped up watching the first two rounds of the
1: 2009.
2: Did somebody just try to log me out? No, we're good. Somebody just tried to log in from this account. Um, So, yeah, we just watched the 2009 playoff run from the Denver Nuggets, and they just won. They just finished off tonight over the Dallas Mavericks in five games, a dominant series, a dominant game. closeout game five. This was, I think, the most fun game. Man, it's hard to say. Game three was pretty fun, too, but I think this one might have been the most fun game, in large part because of the 12-minute fourth quarter that was basically just like Mm. a celebration, a party at Pepsi Center.
0: It was freaking great. That alley-oop from JR to Kmart with three minutes left or so, that just clinched it. That was probably one of the loudest moments in Pep Center history, right? It has to
2: be, man. That place was like waiting for those moments and just like waiting for a punctuation. And that was, it's rare that you get such a great punctuation as as that one. An alley-oop dunk that's like, yeah, it's out of reach.
1: And when you're in the building for those moments, you're always like, I'm pretty sure it's way louder in here than they could possibly get on TV. So for it to be shining through some old footage from 2009, like it must have been teetering, man. The roof must have been peeling off.
2: Um, Eric, can you become host? How do I how do I make you the host? Do I like
3: you? Just let me talk more than other people. Is that what you mean? No, it's
2: it's kicking me off Zoom because somebody else logged on on the DNVR account.
3: That's uh, well, that's that 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 falls into Ali. Make host. I found it.
2: There you go. I just assigned you the host in case this all goes to hell. Okay,
3: I'm the cat. Look at me. You are the captain captain
2: now. (laughs) (laughs) Knew that was coming.
3: I'm just gonna. You didn't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, man. So, Eric, you
3: did you? You said you didn't attend a single one of these games. No. Um, let me see. I didn't attend any of these games.
2: Uh, I could have sworn that was
0: Eric with the Birdman poster in the first
2: quarter. <laughs> we got to, We're gonna couch that because we're gonna to get to the crowd tonight. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan, make- has, <laughs> Brendan has about twenty notes. Cut my <laughs> life <mental>. into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to judge all of us, which I think is fair. Um, we deserve to be judged for, for some of this, but you were not. You were not there at all, huh, Eric
3: uh no i don't think so i i i I mean again i I don't remember anything that happened from this stuff and it would be better if i would if i had spent this time like doing drugs or you know like following the grateful dead or something but i was just like living a normal life i've just ejected all of those (laughs) memories there's just (laughs) there's no reason to not remember it i just don't so um i want to set the stage for this game
2: before we go anywhere i guess i just want to set the stage because i don't remember any of the i i remember obviously um you know, that some of these things had happened, like, you know, uh Dirk's girlfriend, the whole fiasco there. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. realize it was kind of sort of like in the middle of it. But then also, I don't remember there being a confrontation between Kenyon Martin and some of the Dallas fans. Like, do you guys I remember? Thought they
3: this? Said it, and I thought they said it, it was between Kenyon and Mark Cuban. I was like, I was immediately like, what? I, <laughs> I, I didn't know exactly yeah.
0: what happened. Kmart and Mark Cuban were apparently just trash talking the whole series. And then, um, <laughs> Yeah, Cuban, stuff with the players. What is mark players' families? Do you
3: think that maybe Ke- like Kenyon Martin didn't come in fully prepared for his business pitch, and Mark Cuban immediately shut him down, and he <laughs> <laughs> made uh, him look bad? On you would never was.
1: survive in the 10K, Mark. <laughs> I'm out.
3: I'm out.
2: <laughs> mark Cuban, man, like he's really mellowed and sort of like it's kind of yeah. funny during this pandemic because I feel like he has. I don't know, had some moments weirdly enough. Like he was the first owner to kind of be like, don't worry, we're going to pay salaries and whatever. Like he, so he's had a lot of moments lately. But do you guys remember the Mark Cuban of 2004, five, and especially six in the finals? Yeah. The guy that sort of inserted himself into the conversation every day, get uh, every yeah. game. He was and the guy who went question.
0: after the refs after every game. That was Mark Cuban. Like that's how concept. he was known throughout the NBA as an owner, I feel like the guy who went after the refs.
1: He was Steve Ballmer before we had Steve Ballmer. Man, the guy <laughs> sitting first row losing his mind, like he's on the team.
2: Except for Steve Ballmer, still is like has this level of removal to him, where he's like, right, you see him, right. but you, he's not part of the action. He's just like a flash to him. Mark Cuban was kind of in it all, and he was also one of the first. Um, you want to talk about Papa Roach fans. He was one of the first like billionaires to wear just like jeans and oversized polos. And his, stuff. His, like,
0: his style of dress has not gotten like that much better either. It's marginally better. I wouldn't say yeah. he's come too far though. You know okay. what it is?
2: He's gotten, he's gotten a lot more, butt. like somehow billionaires become younger over time. Like
3: he's looked, he looks yeah,
0: younger they now just, that like, he supplies you a lot somehow. of things. Yeah. <laughs> it's because
3: they have the, the, the
1: blood of the young. That is <laughs> <what it is. laughs>
2: Haven't and, you heard this? It's yeah, a true thing. If you totally. put young
1: people's
3: blood in you, you become
1: younger. Yeah. What do you think Tom Brady's been doing for 10 years?
3: <laughs> I, have a, I feel <laughs> very strongly. That if I, if I had a pint of Brendan coursing through me, I would age. <laughs> you would get older. Yes. I'd, get, I'd go Mars. Uh, so uh, apparently hot dogish muffin says Kenyon Martin mug. called Mark and F, uh, blank, blank, blank ass mother, blank, blank F blank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, exactly. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't
0: think that muffin. is inaccurate at all. I think that is that can be 100% probably yeah, yeah. precisely what he said it. It. Direct well,
2: well, apparently, Mark Cuban told Kenyon, Hey, man, like we'll squash this beef. When you guys come back here, you can have my suite. You and your family can all be in the Mark Cuban suite. Uh, he like bugs
0: jump. it with microphones and like <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, to uh, be fair to though you, like i feel like that's what Kenyon martin also probably said to jr smith at a certain point like that that was probably just his go-to it
2: was a lure if if Kenyon said it he was just like hey don't worry why don't we go have some sandwiches in the park and i will not stab you i promise <laughs> i promise you this is a safe get together Um uh, no but but chaunzi had a great rebuttal he says um he said something like, I'm sure he's going to decline, but it doesn't matter because we're not going back anyway. So something like that, which yeah. is just great. I know the whole like, oh, don't we ain't, we ain't packing a bag or whatever. is kind of played out. But that was a perfect moment to
0: drop it, I
3: thought. I'm glad oh, the I Nuggets didn't show up like in all black. That's always the worst move
0: for the whole team. Oh, shows up yeah. Black. <laughs> the Washington Wizards move. Oh, God. That, that <laughs> is the
1: worst move. That is the, that is the lamest move. Yeah, but this team was a, was a don't talk about it, be about it team. These Nuggets you know you, to, to, I, to, go ahead no you i'm just i was legitimate this sense of like we're not scared of you and we're not going to back down it wasn't like what the wizards all wanted us to think inexplicably for two years right yeah it poor. was a real tough team that was not afraid of anyone the if you uh, I
2: I guess we just won't go in order of notes here because this was probably my number one note was watching the post-game interview with Chauncey and with Mello. And Mello was hyped up and rightfully so. He hadn't been there before, so he was, you know, he was pretty pumped, but not that pumped. And Chauncey was like, nothing ever happened. I mean, this was like game thirty-five of the season to him. He was just right. like, Yeah, man, I yeah, we're just moving on.
0: Well, Chauncey was coming off what four, like four or five straight Eastern Conference Finals appearance, appearances. Yeah. This was just business as usual for him, winning the first two rounds and getting back to the Conference Finals. But yeah, this team definitely gave off the vibe of, oh, we have a lot more to accomplish than just beating right. Dirk Nowitzki.
2: Yeah, they really were. <laughs> they really were about it, man. Some swagger, some some for real confidence. This team was legit, man. This was a title caliber team, no doubt. I mean, these two rounds, we just watched them. And look, Dallas, I don't think this Dallas team was very good. It was kind of funny when they were. you heard the announcer say something like, "You when uh, Jason Terry, you know he's going to be your guy. You just got to get that third guy or something like that. I was like, oh, Jason Terry's number two?
0: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. hold on. <laughs> well, it, it was funny because um, Dallas was the sixth seed this year, and they beat the third-seeded Spurs in the first round, oh, who were really God. good, but they lost manager Ginobili in, like, April for the rest of the season. So, like, the Spurs were, like, not as good as the three – like, their three seeds should have been.
1: But it's true, man. You just look at that Dallas roster and, like, there were just no guys on that team, you know? They Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, uh, sure but it was, you know, the uh, almost the ghost of Jason Kidd. Still a good player, but not the same thing, you know. It was it was also just where you
2: think about where points are going to come from. Like mm-hmm. you knew Dirk, Dirk was good for them, but then outside and Jason Terry was kind of good for them, although not in this series. Jason Terry was Hobble good. Josh Howard. Dante
0: Josh Howard, yeah. We shut him down the entire series. Yeah. That was kind of an under the radar storyline, but Jason Terry just complete non-factor in this series. Can I say thank god there's fewer
2: few players that I think would be more annoying to like get you than Jason Terry. He might be the most
1: annoying NBA player. It's all like time. him
0: and Eddie, <laughs> him and Eddie House, you
3: know. Yeah, yeah. But at least, at least, like you are left with the lasting memory of Jason Terry just getting his soul removed from him by LeBron James when a yeah. Celtics uniform. That's really the lasting, right. the lasting memory of Jason Terry. That's the first thing I think body. of every time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, Do you ever think about that? Like how your life will ultimately be boiled down to like one picture or something. Uh story, Okay, that moment? brings,
2: this is to great. the greatest that Twitter brings, comment. That oh. brings me directly to Anthony Carter who himself is defined by a moment. But like, let's, can we spare, can, if there's one thing this podcast accomplishes and I'm not sure there will be, but if there is one thing that accomplishes, <laughs> can we light a candle? For the late, great Anthony Carter, who has yeah. been murdered by the Denver Nuggets fan base and has now only, there it is, look at that beautiful candle, who, who the Denver Nuggets fan base is like, you talk about Anthony Carter, you would think he was the biggest scrub who just completely shit the bed. He has a bad, a single bad inbound play when he shouldn't have been inbounding it anyway. It's not even his fault.
1: What did that guy tweet at you? You can build a thousand bridges, but you screw one goat. They won't remember you for building bridges. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, it's, I'm telling it's over, you. Adam. You just can't let it go. What, 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 I mean, he got screwed here? by a goat, I would say. He was the <laughs> screwy, not the screwer. What What is the hope here, though? Like, are we all, we're all going to, like, what? Like, are you just trying, are you angling to get him on the pod? He's right, though. He's right.
1: <laughs> He's right. Like, Anthony Carter made a far bigger impact in this playoff run than what we would have hoped for out of Malik Beasley this season, right? He was a swing player, I thought, oh, out of the starting the same.
2: rotation. I'm about to, to say, I mean, Monte he was just solid. I thought he, was really solid yeah, I thought he was really solid, I thought he
1: was really solid. I think anytime your bench comes in and you're confident you're going to win those minutes, there's more than one game where he was left in there late in the fourth. Like, yeah, this was true. not a scrub, man. This was That is scrub. true.
2: And but, it is wild to think. this is It's actually one of my pet peeves. So we, I've talked about this a lot, but the Jordan documentary is coming out. One of my least favorite things about Jordan – is that there's like 20 things that we just always talk about with him. And I kind of hate when even the greatest players ever get whittled down to little things. When it's a negative thing with players, it's the exact same thing. Like a Charles Barkley. Oh, he was a great player, but you know, he could never win. It's like, all right, let's talk about some of the other things with him. And I think with Anthony Carter, there's only one thing he's remembered for or talked about, and that is blowing a series.
3: And I'm telling you, it wasn't even his fault. Yeah, man, but if if I I like to find out.
1: If I like my computer crashed and it wasn't my fault, but I lost our podcast after the Nuggets won the finals, that's probably what you're going to remember me for.
3: Can I tell you my my lasting memory of Anthony Carter, which happened the day after that uh, fateful pass, was me driving down towards Target in Glendale,
1: and I saw run into these people. Yeah, and I saw.
3: Well, uh, this one was difficult to miss because Anthony Carter drove a bright green. H uh, two Hummer with a picture of the Incredible Hulk on the front of it. <laughs> I like that. It's a good point. <laughs> and I was, this team I was has some terrible cars. Terrible. So I, but I, I was driving and I was like really bummed out and I was like, oh my god, there's Anthony Carter right in front of me and we're both going to Target. Maybe we'll talk about this over uh, some in the pre- Purina or something. And then Anthony Carter drove <laughs> uh, and turned and went into Shotgun Willie's and then I <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I tweet. This is like one of my first tweets ever. I was like, Anthony Carter doesn't looks to as though he got over this loss pretty quickly. Um, just saw him at shotguns or something, and then there was like a Nuggets like bot aggregator that just automatically retweeted it. <laughs> and I and I was like, Is Anthony Carter going to kill me? Is he going to track me down and kill me? So that was my last memory of uh, Anthony Carter. Wow, hey, you, guys, guys. you guys, yeah, uh, we
2: have we have some breaking news coming in. Um, producer Ali Monroy sharing with us a, a tweet oh, no. from Adrian Wojnarowski. Guys, they got him.
0: No, and
2: they got him. Hey, we've come been on.
1: trying to prep you. We've been trying to we, prep you on this. We pod. saw this oh. one coming.
2: It wasn't too surprising, but it looks like our tourist Karnasovis is headed to the Chicago Bulls. No, to run their uh, to mm-hmm. run them. So he's gone. I guess we could turn our attention. Actually, what should we hit a break and then talk about this on the other side, Harrison? It's gonna be a long conversation. Why don't you do a break? break? break. Because,
3: uh, can we take like a break from basketball in general? Like, I I, I need some time from this sport. This is an actual (laughs) basketball
0: topic, and you don't want to talk about it now. We're gonna light another candle, we're gonna have a therapy session here. Yeah, there it is. Boom, that candle.
1: A lighter, but.
0: Uh, guys, want to remind you to help uh, support Breck Brew in the times that we're in here. We, in the times, the very specific
2: time that we're in, What what uh, is a perfect morning beer? What is like a beer for morning?
0: I'm going to go get a beer.
2: And I, right? by morning as in sad. Go uh, it, it, would oh, yeah, dark, like,
0: it would be a dark beer. I think it would be the Vanilla Porter Jr. That was my pick.
2: <laughs> I don't want to make Vanilla Porter near the sadness beer. Can we change it? Can we pick a different one? All right, fine, whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, but Breck Brew, their farmhouse is still open. They have a uh, entire curbside pickup menu with a ton of awesome options.
1: Ribs, fish and chips, smoked chicken when you can get pretty much anything. Salad. You know what's crazy? Harrison, I know you're trying to do a read, but I, I'm out of Breck beer. So I was just thinking, like, I got to get some. And I was like, dude, I'll just order from the farmhouse tomorrow and i will get food and i will get beer with my food that's a great plan i think that's a great plan 40 chess (laughs) baby i know how to quarantine
0: guys give them a call 303-803-1380 get five dollars off if you mention dnvr and tons of great options and you're helping to support breck helping to support us and so hey a win-win for everybody there uh, also guys, super excited about this new partner, Metro State, uh, Metro hey. State Denver and specifically Metro State Denver Online. Uh, Metro State Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. I think some of us are going to be taking some classes at Metro State Online as well, so we'll be able to uh, really speak to how awesome of uh, programs that they have. and how great some of these courses are. If you guys are interested in some online courses for Metro State, msudenver.edu backslash online. You can see over 750 classes there that they have to offer, a 40 plus online and hybrid programs. So whatever you're interested in, if you wanna go back to school, if you just wanna take a class or two on the side, business, marketing, finance, uh, Basketball really? general go, operations. Go,
2: go, go, Name some humanities now.
1: <laughs> Philosophy. There I'm you go. Adam what? That's what. <laughs> <And Brendan. laughs> Adam, let's take um, a class. We'll start a podcast. Oh man! I'm sure you so could dope. take
0: some graphic design classes as well.
1: Yeah, bring um, it on. Bring it Since on. Since you need them. Yeah.
0: Everyone, loser. take
3: on get graphic design classes and, and then battle me.
0: Yeah, and tons of great <laughs> options. Uh, <MSU> <laughs> edu backslash online picture. You can see all the classes right there. <laughs> I like graphic design battles.
3: I'm calling out everyone listening to this podcast. Get schooled and then face me.
1: You have 24 hours to <laughs> sign up for an online art program. Uh, Do
3: you guys? I got a beer in my uh, Pepsi Look at Center aluminum cup.
2: Them, yeah. I'm I happy like for them one you, of them man. cups. Um, all right, guys, let's pour one out. Pour a little out there on the uh, carpet there. Do I have right? to? You I'm have to. Down, I'm pouring
3: it out yeah. down my down my throat. Oh,
2: down the, down the okay. <laughs> Arturus is gone. So we saw this coming. It's Arturus is like, how many times has he interviewed now that we know of? Three or four times that we know of. I'm okay, guessing. Least. That, and I think I've heard before, like, you guys don't even hear about most of the whatever it happens. Right. Like, he has been a hot commodity for a while. And I feel like we all knew this day was coming. But here it is.
3: Initial like I thought the day was going to come like after the season had transpired. Well,
2: I think I think well maybe the season may may have transpired. We may be there. We we
3: might not be there. there.
2: Although maybe not. I don't know. I'm a little more optimistic on that front than I was a couple days ago. Harrison, how do you feel?
0: Um, I feel like this was. Uh, you could see the writing on the on the wall with this one. Um, and you know I think it's well deserved because. I mean, this is a guy who, has, who checks every box that a rebuilding team like the Bulls and a lot of rebuilding teams would want in the guy to lead their front office. I mean, great draft track record, uh, well-versed in international scouting. He's really experienced, too. Um, so, I mean, he checks a ton of boxes, and I'm pretty surprised the Nuggets have been able to keep him around for this long, to be quite honest.
3: So let me let me just read some reactions from the Periscope. Freaking Jarrett, hats off to you with the the initial reporting of the news. And then uh, let's see, a lot of I'm just (laughs) riveting riveting stuff to be clear. (laughs) Guys, I'm just it's important. I've learned from you in this in the media world that it's important to let people know who gave the scoop. So that was. Freak and Jared oh. gave us the scoop, so hat tip to Freak and Jared. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, let's see. A lot of like sad. There it is. No, any upside to new voices moving up or in the fold, or is Arturus that incredible? Um, well, first of all, so we get
2: I, I guess we can just talk about all this together. But you know, the guy that I think will replace Arturus because Arturus was people. Have, I think there's some confusion on this. so I'll kind of go elementary here. There's some one-on-one stuff. Tim Conley is the top dog. He's the president of basketball operations. Arturis was the general manager. That was the structure. Tim was above him, and and so now you're going to replace somebody at the general manager position, presumably so, but they would still be underneath Tim Conley. He would still be the the decision maker. In-house, it's almost certainly going to be Calvin Booth. uh, An extremely – I think with Arturis – he was an extremely connected person, obviously, throughout Europe. He's a, um, a legend, a European basketball legend. Um, and just that, you know, I, I think that was one of the places where his value was, was strongest. Calvin Booth, I think, is an extremely well-respected person around the NBA um, and just connected. One of those guys that's one degree, within one degree of everybody in the NBA over the last 30 years. Extremely. I mean, we, we all know Calvin, just incredibly affable, super nice, uh, outgoing. Dang charismatic a good hang yeah like just a just a good hang um so uh i i suspect that he would be the guy to move into that spot
3: um so then okay another question
0: here um
2: harrison did you have something to add (laughs) there nothing
0: (laughs) no you're good um no i agree i think uh calvin booth will move into that spot the nuggets are really high on calvin booth they think he's a real like up-and-coming high-level executive and you know he's like pretty young too uh for AGM you know he was playing in the league In like 2009 Uh, So Calvin Booth also uh, Well respected throughout the league And I think the Nuggets are Excited to you know see what he can Do at a general manager level and The sense I got like obviously Arturis and Tim have been a really good team Here over the last several Years ever since you know Arturis Came here in 2013 but I Mean there comes a time where He would just be ready to kind of spread His wings you know like, right. it, it's kind of, it, it, there. there's just a, a point in every organization where, you know, if there was going to be a time for him to take on his own team and take on his own basketball operations department, it felt like the, that. that's this time, right? Like, it feels like we're at that point, doesn't it?
3: Does it? Do we care that he moved from a general manager to a general manager?
0: He didn't, like... No, because he actually moved different, team up. He, because, he's yeah. actually going to be the... Executive VP of the Bulls, so he will probably be hiring a general manager and filling out his staff.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, he's going to a, a a place where he can spread the wings and 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 kind of grow. Although, albeit chicago not one of the like worst organizations and one of the worst owners the in worst. Basketball. They, so oh, yeah the, the they, owner they're terrible. not the worst come on man yeah, not but it's not worse. it's
1: not viewed as a terrible job right if you're if you come that in, way. you're in the second
2: city you're you're in a a fantastic market with a with a fan base that like if you build something they would be go crazy for why, you if so. it's as, so
3: great why do they all come here that's the question and as harrison pointed <laughs> out, i
2: love that um, question that's a great question eric
1: <laughs> as harrison pointed out on, on the last show an inexplicably long runway for front office yeah. members in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. so uh,
3: Santi Estevez asks, Do you think he will take anyone else from the front office with him?
2: It's a great question. I do, I think so. It, Arturis is Lithuanian. Tommy Balchettis, also li- Lithuanian. Tommy Balchettis, so he is like, um, I don't know, director of basketball analytics, although basically what Tommy is is an assistant general manager. I mean, that's that, 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 it's a very small front office here in Denver. But Tommy also Lithuanian. And Tommy actually grew up idolizing Arturis before he ever knew him as a kid. He would wore the same number growing up because of Arturis. I mean, Arturis was a Lithuanian legend. Um, so they their, their relationship goes back quite a ways. And Tommy's relationship to Tim Conley also goes back quite a way, so he has a connection to both of them. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy went with with Artura. So, that, to me, that would be the one I would look at. Another
0: one I would watch, um, the Nuggets international scout, Awful Uke. Uh, A a big reason why he got with the Nuggets is through Arturas. Arturas – got him to apply for the Nuggets international scouting job when it was open in like 2015, I believe. And he's been with the team ever since. So that'd be another one I'd watch, um, which would be a big blow for Denver for sure.
2: Uh, that I don't one want any really... more
3: big blows.
2: <laughs> that one would be a real one. I mean, that's one of the questions, right? Obviously Tim Conley comes from scouting. He always talks about how it's his favorite thing. I mean, the Nuggets have been great in the draft under his, um, his leadership. But that is one of the questions now is, okay, you had Arturis, you had Rafal, uh, Juke, do you, who do you keep of the regime? And if those guys do go, can you keep that pipeline going? Because I think we all agree that even though Denver has already sort of picked up all of these assets, you know, all these players and built their roster, the name of the game is always to replenish the pipeline. Like No yeah. champion can have a roster that doesn't have at least like one guy. It might be your eighth guy your seventh guy, your ninth guy, so, but there's somebody that you drafted and it's just like, oh, we hit on the 26th pick, and that was the difference. So you got to do that. Now a big question will be if, if Denver is going to be capable of doing that. Oh my gosh. Anthony
1: Irwin just blind replied to our, our – Yeah, we don't need say, to read that comment.
0: Yeah, oh, okay,
3: Shout out Anthony Um, um <laughs> C. Toma24 asks, how does this affect Jokic's free agency down the line? AKA Not answering Jokic it. Not an- yeah, yeah, yeah. Not
2: answering that one. All I would say is his, his free agency is three years away and we don't need to worry about it. We'll
3: talk about it. Who among us would start to worry about yeah. it so early?
0: <laughs> on uh, on the topic of Jokic, though, and Arturis, I mean, a, a big reason and. I mean, I don't know if there was anyone more central to Jokic coming here to the Nuggets in 2015 than Arturis was. Yeah, um, he deserves a ton of credit. You know, arguably, the majority of the credit for getting Jokic here—you know, when, when Jokic was thinking about potentially uh, signing in Europe um, or you know coming over to Denver uh, in 2015 Arturis really kind of pushed that uh pushed that train
1: forward and got him here.
3: You man, can about, you like, imagine
1: sucks? the the light like the honestly on the table alternate timeline in which Jokic just doesn't come over?
2: <laughs> no. I mean yes it's the repeat for like of the another 90s. five,
1: six years. I mean it's, it's possible it, man. It's a and repeat, repeat got, of the it's a repeat of the 90s with the Nuggets where there's we've, always we've
3: gone in heavy on
1: Emmanuel Moody. Well oh, I don't, don't even know. mean about getting him to come <laughs> over. I'm just saying like there's a world in which If a couple of front office members aren't so bullish on what really was a gem, we never know about Nikoli. I mean, unless you're following Mega leaks basketball.
3: You know who we have is we have, uh, Yusuf
1: Nurkic. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's an interesting team. I guess there's an interesting team
2: to be. Well, here's
3: a here's a here's a a comment from at Anthony Irwin NBA that says, Ah, what? That sounds about right. (laughs) Good.
2: Thank you for your contribution, Anthony. As always, Uh, very good stuff um no I so I think uh I'm curious this whole if you look at 365 days the last since game seven of the second round last year till now this year has kind of felt like a breaking up of the band Pete a little bit little spit by a little bit like Wancho's gone Malik Beasley's gone and now Arturus is gone I mean some of this does feel like the party's over we had the fun the fun four-year run where it was like innocent and there was nothing everything was the same Everybody was just growing up. Now the kids are moving out of the
3: house. I don't yeah. like you with a goatee. You become like much more cynical. Like, you're like a, a cartoon villain with this goatee. Well, man.
2: I don't like me either. It looks like, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I Can't
0: nice. believe we're live streaming yeah. the first time. I oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Adam. It's uh, it's definitely a change in tone for sure, but it is something that contending through, you know, at some yeah. point, and the Nuggets are just kind of going you know, they're in that point of transition
1: right now. Yeah. They're in a shed your skin kind of phase, right? If they're to evolve one way or another.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, here's the best way to describe is in my opinion, and his role and, and where he fit into this ecosystem is that he is sort of the opposite, the yin to Tim Conley's Yang in a lot of ways. I think, I think they like agreed about a lot of things. I mean, obviously that's what made it work. They talk about what a tight knit front office. It was, it was a really small group, know each other's family. I mean, it's not all like that. I mean, I've heard stories about the Houston front office where, like, people don't talk to each other and, like, everything's numbers. and like, I, we, You've heard stories, but this one really was close. But from a personality standpoint, Tim Conley is, like, very not serious. He's always joking around. He's incredibly outgoing, um, bubbly, you know, funny, even a little weird, I would say. Arturis is, like, n- the most stoic person I think I've ever met. Like, I've never... Like, I've, we've had a really good time with him I mean we've, there's been like summer leagues or different things where we've gone out and gotten to you know drink or hang out or whatever with them and he, he lightens up but he doesn't like smile and laugh. Yeah. I, sat
1: next to, I sat next to him in a bar for 35 minutes. I will never forget those 35 minutes. <laughs> interesting in a lot of different ways.
2: He He's super interesting. He's a lot of fun. It's just that he's very stoic. Very and he's just very And very intense. I, I imagine he's the type of guy that throws
0: his controller when he loses. If he were to ever play a video <laughs> if game. If he were to he play a ever,
2: game. Which he yeah. would yeah. never do. And, and,
0: I, and I do think something you can feel good about if you're a Nuggets fan, even though Artur is just moving on, because of the structure that was in place, Tim being you know, the top dog and our tourist working under him, the entire organization kind of gave off the Tim Connolly vibe, a super- Oh, yeah,
2: great backs, point.
0: Chill. Uh, a lot of people compared this locker room to like a college locker room. That, that, that directly comes from just Tim's personality and just how his personality reflects on the rest of the organization. It would be completely different, I think, if those two were reversed. And they were still working together. The team and the organization have a completely different vibe. But you know, with Tim here, that, that's still gonna stay the same, I wouldn't believe. It's a
2: great yeah. point. I I think Calvin is similar to Tim though. Like I think I those agree. guys are super likable. And I think another word you might use is nice. And it's funny He's yeah. so eternal here, too. Like eternal, but like? here's Well that we'll see. There's an interesting question. Is one of the things and I think Michael Malone – has made the comment over and over and over again about this team needs some toughness. And, Oh, I don't, not everybody values toughness the way that I do or something like that. And I wonder like, you know, I, I who knows what Calvin's philosophy, who knows if he's going to be that guy, but I do feel like Arturis was the guy that I'm almost certain he values toughness. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he just seems like that guy. I mean, I think he's like a, a Taekwondo guy now. Yeah. You know, he does if some they- kind of mixed martial art. That's
3: like that Eastern European uh, vibe where I worked with a lady that was from Estonia and she told me around Christmas time that their version of Santa Claus was their parents would dress up like Santa Claus. They would come into the room and the children would all have to perform for Santa. They'd have to either sing a song or do do a little poem or something. And Santa had a whip. (laughs) Like if the children didn't perform, like they got the whip. So it's just different. Oh, wow. Here's our
1: left turn. (laughs)
3: I've maybe dipping a toe into xenophobia. I'm
2: comfortable with, but it is a great story. Like that xenophobia, no, the, it's <laughs> a good anecdote. a really <laughs>
3: anecdote.
2: Really my Santa has made a, a, a surprising appearance in my home over this quarantine. My daughter, <laughs> is, I, I have no idea how it happened. Did you bust but, the suit out, no. I'm, I, I mean, not really, <laughs> but uh, like, somehow, <laughs> somehow, Santa, my daughter, and Santa have really been uh, spending a lot of time together lately. Is he's it because your dirty. hair is getting whiter and whiter? Is that her of, imaginary oh. friend?
1: You should watch <laughs> Happy. Uh, Netflix and then nip that on the butt in the butt as soon as possible. Is, Sa- Is
2: Santa a terrible uh imaginary he, he's, friend? he's like an
1: imaginary? Yeah, yes. Well,
2: this one's yeah. like binge drinking or something because he's vomiting. Real
1: problem.
2: <laughs> Santa's been a oh, problem. Man. Tonight my daughter put uh masks on her dolls, which was <laughs> kind of dark, it's kind of haunting.
1: You know what? I did that too today. Quarantine's getting to all of us, <laughs> it's getting all of us. Oh, man. Uh, Wow. Any, any any other
2: angles? Actually, here's another angle for it. Um, in a weird way, when Tim Conley first arrived, we all remember the article from ESPN. Who was it? Kevin Arnovitz, who talked yeah. about how you know there are people around the league snickering at the Denver's front office and they don't know what they're doing. Well, I think look, Tim Conley has silenced all of that. Like, right? I did not age well from Kevin Arnovitz. But one thing about it is, you know, I do think new GMs, especially young GMs, you have to build up connections i know tim Conley is extremely connected but you have to build up the like phone call connections you know and now you have one more team where how easy is it to call chicago and be like yo man what do you need we don't need to go back and forth and play this game and hold your cards like it's our tourists you know like i got you We're, we're buddies and that's one more area so um, you know, as things have kind of evolved, there's more and more people just around the league
1: that I think opens doors for <laughs> Tim Conley. So what
3: you're saying is we're getting Zach Levine for K to Bates up. Let's do, let's,
1: let's do go. it. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'd say is, you know, if I'm a Bulls fan, I probably don't know much about this hire, but I, you should be stoked. You know, this is an organization that I think has had a, a lot of like negative connotation attached to it. Like, Maybe they don't really know what they're doing, right? They have someone who's experienced and takes this very, very seriously in charge. And, you know, I would not be surprised if that culture looks different two, three years from now.
0: Oh, for sure. Do you guys yeah. think that Arturis tries to poach a Nuggets coach from this staff oh. into Chicago? Oh. Because he can probably, he's probably going to move on from Jim Boylan. I
1: mean, I don't West? think we have to.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Is it West
1: Is it West Unsell Jr.? Is he next in line for a, I probably. think it's got to be. Well, I
0: mean probably. both both Wes Unsell Jr and Jordy Fernandez have been, you know, linked to that Cavs job before Cavs, John, John Beline got it, but yeah, Wes w- would seem like the next guy up. Yeah,
2: my 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 guess would be Wes, but man, that would suck too. The man might really get Eric. He's really stressing out over here. No, I'm he's just not-
3: thinking about like I'm just thinking like since the season was stolen from us, it's just been like things are just like slowly taken away. Like we lose, we get Jordan McCray he threatens we he lose him life and we lose tough to swallow. uh yeah but because no. we lose yeah we lose well because we lose Malik kidding. Beasley we lose Juancho Hernan Gomez then we lose Jordan McRae then we Kate Bates deal goes to the G-League. Yeah Jordan
2: McRae throw that in there Gerald Green saying, like, we, that was a rough
1: one Fans really hurting over the Yeah, yeah Gerald Green I I'm bought that saying, jersey it,
3: we just it's just we, we just keep losing things we just it, we're not I want something added like it's you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well said, Eric. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: Good, good point. Good point. Uh, all right. I guess, is there any other questions in the chat? Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't know. Okay. Harrison, why don't we hit another
0: break? Yeah, guys. Of course, we're covering the Colorado Raptors now. Colton Stricker has a awesome DMVR Raptors podcast. We just watched a Raptors game from last year on a DMVR watch. What was that? Saturday, Last Saturday or last Sunday? But that was an awesome game, man. Sunday. I mean, r- rugby yeah. players are just, they are absolute units. I don't know any Absolutely. other way to describe well, them. Absolutely. Well unique. said.
1: I've never seen it like even more so than NFL football. I watched 20 seconds of rugby and I'm like, that's not for me. Rugby is very, very not watchable cut out for too.
0: it. Rugby's a very watchable sport. Very watchable. Oh, super Johnson's watchable. Always not
1: happening. super playable. Yeah. I know Colton keeps tweeting that rugby's for everyone. I want to be very clear. It's not for me. I'm <laughs> five six on five seven on a good day. Yeah. One forty-five.
0: Yeah, but we'll be doing more at DNVR Watches, watching Colorado Raptors games for sure, so be on the lookout for those. And also check out Colton's podcast, the DNVR Raptors podcast, available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, check him out, he does a great job.
2: Did you guys see this headline that the uh, Louisiana police used a uh, the siren from the purge? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Jesus, dude, <laughs>
2: that's too funny. And then you know how much tensions are high right now. I mean, you know that had to be uh, unsettling. Um,
3: so, I guess we can
0: get back to this game now. Well, I've got it. Oh yeah, the game. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, here, here's one last
0: question. One last question from um, from Yeah, our, people have more questions here. on our tour. Send them in, and we can definitely get around. Yeah,
3: so, so okay. So how is uh, this is from Hot Dornish Muffin, who we always appreciate? Uh, how is this front office viewed if they never draft Jokic?
2: Hmm. I mean, the, I want to start by this. These questions are always unfair. How are the Cleveland Cavaliers viewed if they don't get LeBron James? I mean, like you can, you can do this all, you know, all the time. They did get him, so it's a little bit reductive. But the truth is, a Nurkic, Murray, Moudier, Gary Harris squad – is like the ultimate 10 seed, I think. 10 8 Hell to 10 yeah. seed. with and Mitchell then, and yeah. Gobert out
1: the door, you know. <laughs> with In Mitchell
2: individual. and Gobert. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, Maybe you have maybe then instead you have Donovan Mitchell and your right, right, right. I don't I, who knows. Who knows the dominoes there? But I think Jokic has really propelled a lot of people, the front office, also the coaching staff. I mean, let's be honest. One thing people always say is like, well, you know, the coaching staff has improved this team every year. You got a twenty-one-year-old that just grew every year. That was one of the ten best players in the NBA. Of course, you were going to get better every year. So, right. um, I, to me, it Jokic is by far. If you were to build the reasons that this team has gone the direction that they have, Jokic is so far ahead as number one that you can't even number two is 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 off the chart.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but they yeah. also made a lot, like, I mean, you alluded to, they made a lot of really deft moves also. I mean, all, they've had a few, like, really loud mistakes that have uh, haunted them, and I feel like this last uh, trade deadline is going to be another one of those blights, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I, th- like you said, like, getting uh, Nurkic and Harris on draft day was, like, amazing, and being being able to get Will Barton for Aaron That was Aflalo. one of
2: the all-time great drafts. If Absolutely. You just look at, like, what you started with and what you ended with. And also –
1: To Adam's earlier point, the foundation of virtually every good to great front office career is luck in the form of having drafted or having LeBron James been born in Akron just down the road. Right. And uh, I think there are probably fewer tiers than we think to this in terms of who's capable and experienced and ready. And from there, what kind of flushes everything out is is luck. That's the ultimate factor. I
0: I think the the number one quality of this front office – even if Jokic had not been here, was had just been their ability to identify talent, identify talent in the draft, and identify talent, you know, on the free agent market, like a guy like Torrey Craig, and uh, like guys in the second round too, uh, like Monte Morris. Who knows what this means?
2: I'll just premise it, I guess, that way. But the one I think, if we were to go back and look at all of the like the the rank, all of the moves that the front office has made. The worst one was 2017 draft. It was the Tyler Lydon draft. And if you remember that night, Tim Conley came out first and gave us press conference. Then Arturis came out and gave a separate solo press conference. And that was the only time anything like that had happened. It was the weirdest moment ever. And you could just tell there was a lot of tension. So take that for what you will that that night i think everybody agreed there felt like to be a split room and oh yeah i mean
0: ha- have there been things that these two have disagreed on like big major decisions for sure for sure but you know they did work really well together for the last oh no doubt. uh seven years it's been a long time no doubt what else eric is there something else on there um
3: not really tim uh, timo picks uh, our uh our perch pal says uh, remember the bulls took mcdermott off of our hands for gary and nurk also um, yes
0: that's one of the best <laughs> trades tim Connolly's ever made maybe the best yeah maybe the yeah. best no. um yeah all right well so we'll have to see how it's it's, it's a weird moment
2: to happen because it's not quite an off season i mean if the, this is an off season move but it happened right. anyway
3: it's just it, it's crazy i don't know it's weird be- yeah, it's crazy that they they pulled this move in between, like as the Nuggets were winning the game to go to the Western Conference Finals. Like that's BS.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, so we can go back to that though, because I do have a couple
2: more notes, and I guess we can. We we've already gone long enough here, but I, I do want to get to some of these. Um, the uh, the this this whole series and this whole rewatch has really, in some ways. 2009 is not that different from 2020 i looked up some of the top songs and some of the top movies fast and furious hangover um comic book movie like it's the same stuff i went back there and watched it. i was like the same exact movies were being made at that same time and they were yeah. coming out so it's kind of ridiculous but then in some ways things have changed a lot and one way they've changed a lot is that every time they went to the crowd there was some oversized jeans looking dudes with headbands and mohawks and and hat sideways and like oh my god i gotta be honest denver was uglier 11 years
1: ago it was, <laughs> it was a lot like a, it's like a pop of roach like fan convention <laughs> Insane clown posse <laughs> is
2: cosplay the, what, is the, what is the insane clown posse's
3: meetup juggalos
0: the, the juggalos yeah the, juggalos. Yeah, they, they the little juggalo family
3: kind
1: of know i about this a- stuff. eric nailed it in the uh in the in the slack it was still 1999 in Denver in 2009.
3: No, yeah, it was still oh, it, was, it, it, was, man. it was still the 90s in 2009 here in Denver. Absolutely, um, but the greatest thing that I saw was that Ernie came on and was introduced. You know, was talking about the. Uh, NBA on TNT show coming up and he was like giving Chuck a hard time and I was like this is the nothing has changed time is <laughs> nothing a <flat> has changed <laughs> time is a flat circle I can't believe we've been getting excited about and laughing about the same dumb things for now 11 straight years <laughs>
2: uh, it yeah. is it is kind of I'm telling you going back and trying to find like the songs and it's the same artists Kanye and and Taylor Swift and I'm like okay all right Justin Timberlake Plus, I
1: mean, Bill Hanslick look exactly the same exactly man how about that exactly the same place like, to a the y- a very young-looking Scott Hastings. A very exact-looking Bill Ansley. I
3: thought Bill uh, that uh, Hastings looked younger somehow. Oh, uh, no, not younger. He looked older somehow.
0: Thought he looked older. Yeah, a little bit. He's he, like, he, he had his hair now. really flowing. His hair yeah. was flowing in this series.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the crowd. I mean, honestly, it is a time capsule of Denver in 2009, and it just goes to show you how rapid the evolution of Denver
1: was. Man, no wonder you guys love Birdman. A lot of you had the headbands and the Fohawks ready to go. Already. Can you I tell you Bird something? Too. You were the I guy, I take it. guy
0: for Denver at the perfect time.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, you're joking, but also kind of real. Not really. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah he, really, he really connected with the Monster Energy drink. For, <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit. Of which I was a part. I'm not even clowning. It's my, I was
3: slamming Monster Energy drinks, too. <laughs> uh here's a, here's a question uh crackerjack527 wants to know does adam have a walkman
2: <laughs>
3: big big old headphones uh, uh yes here, here's a conversation that's also going wait on in really
1: yeah
3: here's a comment uh did we peak last season like the 09 nuggets peaked and didn't know it
1: well, I mean, they didn't even make it past the first round this year. So it's on the table. It's possible.
3: <laughs> That's true. They got, they got no, bounced
1: uh, the, uh, of the I, I do we not see think them play. the Nuggets
0: have peaked.
1: I do not no. think they peaked.
2: I don't. I definitely do. I mean, as long as Jokic is around, the Nuggets haven't peaked. I mean, you guys know my take. I think that Denver, outside of Jokic, you could almost shuffle any team, and they're the exact same team or better. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that they have peaked. But as George Carl said on this very podcast a week ago, there will never be an easier road to the Western Conference Finals than what the Denver Nuggets faced last year. So they true might that. not have peaked, but they're going to have to be a lot better mean, to get yeah. back to where they need to go.
0: Yeah, true that.
3: What else? Um, that's it for the comments so far. Unless you guys want to add some more in. Uh, we're, we're clearly drowning here. We need some help.
2: <laughs> no i just wanted uh i really just wanted brendan to roast denver he didn't i thought you had more stuff than that there was so many i didn't want
1: to go too hard but yeah i mean you know you guys, you guys i I, is. I
2: think i sent ali like a bunch she said she can't upload them but there were so many oh how about that keep the bird in denver artwork somebody had a poster i put it out oh, on twitter dude
1: if you know those people if there's any chance they still have that it they needs have to be, they
0: definitely still have it you it's don't gotta be that in the away. winner's yeah, lounge that thing, is a, to- that thing is not a poster it's like a painting Oh, we'll give yeah. them
1: anything they want for that.
0: I, I think, would buy that. It's just not I money. I would buy that. <laughs> just not.
1: Yeah, not, of course. Anything. Money.
0: Maybe, <laughs> how, yeah. how uh, it, would Maybe how good would that price. look in the bar? That would look phenomenal in the bar.
1: Oh,
3: oh my goodness! You, you yes. good, good, sir. Please name your name your price in Strava Craft Coffee. Remember the <laughs> no, bar?
2: Too. That was cool. Uh, yeah, we did have a bar once.
3: Um, the, the other thing I
2: had was that you know, um, the lights that yeah. go around the arena for the, they're like advertisements. When somebody dunked it said slam dunk ding dong
0: I have no idea what, that means.
1: <laughs> what were the nuggets sponsored
0: dong. by like a doorbell company or
1: who knows but it said slam, dunk, slam ding dunk. dunk ding dong god we wow. were so it lame.
0: different it it was a different place Brendan. it was a you different place understand. i
1: can see it i can see it Wait, listen right.
3: i've been to the east coast so i've been to your home as well i i just because yeah, we're terrible oh, it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. It's i left
1: terrible. as fast as i could i'm not proud of being from new jersey
0: <laughs> did you guys have a I favorite think... play of the game that stuck out because mine was oh, the, the jr oh it was the jr but before that mine was that mellow scoop shot
1: yeah, you know, that that was yeah a
0: baby dr j um God, that was so Which is pretty. was a bit of a stretch, but yeah. it was a nice <laughs> yeah. shot. Hey, yeah. purple. Oh, was it's so sick. pretty,
2: now, man. Oh, we we actually need to uh we need to give some props to Mello because we were tough on him in that first yep. round about how underwhelming it was, but he was great in this round, especially the back half of this round, like games three, four, and five. He was you see it. You kind of get like, Oh yeah, this
1: dude hit some like crazy shots. He put them away in this game, man. He was cool I, on it.
0: I felt like Mello from games two to three to games four to five. I felt like he just let the game come to him. I, I just thought his shot quality was so much higher in uh, games four and five. And I thought in two and three, he was forcing it a lot. Yeah. What was the play
2: that J? Oh, it was mellow. This was really the dagger. It wasn't the JR play. It was the mellow three. There was one second left on the clock. They inbound is like two yeah. and a half minutes left. Mellow drains a three and then JR like goes. I can't even remember who into punching him. And then like, does the total innocent like what What, man? what do you think? <laughs> and so the mavericks get a attack and it was just perfect it was like the, you drain the three oh, yeah. knockout punch crowd goes wild and attack and it's just like and then jr just started dancing it's like yeah man this is the you know that's like the best like if you're at the arena that's like the best moment
3: uh here's a couple no. questions um has watching this old playoff series given you more respect for mellow no I think I know if anything,
2: if anything, anything slightly less, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. slightly less. I'd say, um, how does it look for Denver next year if the Warriors come back and are still a top three team? It's
2: gonna be a bloodbath, it's gonna be a (laughs) bloodbath. The Lakers and Clippers, I think, are more likely than the Nuggets to be the other top three teams, so that would mean Denver would be a it'll be like this year plus another
1: really good team. So, yeah,
2: Uh, that's what I mean. It's
0: not you got
2: Minnesota. Dallas it's not be getting better. any easier. Denver, I mean, you know, there's still growth to be had from all Denver's key players. Murray, you know, Harris, Jokic, all those guys. can but MPJ? I mean, if MPJ develops into a Carmelo Anthony-type player like I think he can,
1: then, you know, Denver can be right there. But it is windows close fast, man. They close faster than we think. Just ask our friends in Minnesota, man. It's also important for Nuggets to contend here while MPJ is on this contract. 100%. Yeah, Very that's, important. That's paramount to a title yeah
0: like if he if he's on the fourth year of his rookie deal in denver's in the finals that is very important
2: did you guys see somebody i saw this on reddit somebody on um somebody that just like simulates games on 2k simulated at entire career yeah you guys want to know how it goes very
0: excited about this yeah i I watched it it? go i think he won
2: his leg no he won six consecutive six man of the year awards
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) i'll take it
2: Because he had to back up Jokic, but he's awesome. So it was like, all right, he comes off the
0: bench, plays twenty
2: three. I was going to make
0: a joke. Like, was he backing up Torrey Craig the entire time? Oh, Bad joke, bad joke. Bad joke. Uh,
3: Here's here's another question. Uh, Will a new GM finally push to acquire a pure shooter? Been missing off the
1: roster for a while. And Tim's still going to be making (laughs) these calls. Yeah.
2: Uh, and, and by the way, man, like I look, I, I don't think Tim Conley is trying to trade any of these guys. Like, oh, I got to get rid of so and so, but I don't think he's, I don't know that he'd necessarily be shy to move on from a Murray or something. You know, I was talking to Matt Moore about this the other day, but you know, it's entirely possible Denver could have a different backcourt, like both both sides of that next year. I mean, point guard and shooting guard. So I don't really? think that's in the car. I don't think that's in the cards, but it's just. It's not like, would he trade Jokic? No, that just would never happen. I don't even think he would trade MPJ. But, you know, if you could somehow pair together like a Chris Paul and a Bradley Beal and it cost you everything else besides those two guys, then yeah, I could see it happening. Ooh. Crazy. Yeah. All right. That was it. All right. Harrison, thanks everybody for tuning in. This was a, uh, we didn't even promote this live in stream it was impromptu we wanted to see if we could pull it off i think we're, we're hanging yeah. yeah we're hanging so uh we'll probably end up doing more of these down the line but harrison for now you can take us home oh shouts to our producer ally
0: Shouts! thanks ally hey guys before we get out of here uh, another company that i just freaking love freaking denver love denver rubber <laughs> company these guys hey. at denver hey, rubber I- company <laughs> are insane man have, have you seen the weather report harrison you know, Adam, you're bringing this up way more than I am on these reads lately, so. I'm just saying, snow is on the way. Is it? When's it going to snow? Sunday, is... Monday, baby. Sunday, Monday, snow is on the way. Oh, make sure you have your snow plows equipped. If you don't, Denver Rubber Company, they can help you out. Uh, the blades can be cut to any length and slotted to meet your exact specifications. one eight hundred two five nine zero zero one zero. 259 10 These guys can literally do probably anything that you need. Can
2: they do pieces for, like, the inside of Winterland?
0: Uh can they do pieces from the uh, yes, I think. <laughs> Their materials are made from uh, the material from the inside of wind turbines if that's what you're Oh there you at. go. That's what that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yep. Yeah. Uh, custom die cut gaskets as well. You always need some of those around. <laughs> uh DRC first backslash DNVR as well and tell them who sent you. I'm gonna make a rule
2: that going forward, every time you do the uh, that read, you're gonna to have to do it as Tim the Toolman Taylor. Do you even catch that reference? Is that too old of a reference yeah, that's for you? Yeah, dude, you're so oh, old. God. You guys don't know
1: Tim the Toolman Man oh, Taylor? Hang on, hang on. No, I don't.
2: That's the best reference. Honestly, oh, lit- home improvement. Yeah, that's
3: from home improvement. It's
2: no, it. I haven't watched it since my childhood, but
0: I remember that being an elite sitcom. Have you guys ever <laughs> looked up a <laughs> custom die cut gasket? Because Next up to watch Thing of beauty.
1: <laughs> no, Harrison, I haven't. <laughs>